0: What's up, what's up, what's up? This is Dab Rainey, the Compassionate Lawyer, your host of For the People, Law and Plain Language. Today's Tuesday, December 25th, 2012. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Feliz Navidad, Happy Holidays. The For the People fam is taking a day off. We're going to spend the night with our families enjoying the holiday. Check out our first inaugural show. You're going to hear some voices of blasts from the past. You're going to hear, see that the format's a little bit different. We've come a long way, baby. See y'all in the 1-3. She don't even introduce me at all. I'm so at sorry. All. Sitting oh, next to me
1: is my
0: <coughs> Santa baby. And she bought me a 55-inch plasma 3D TV, y'all. Uh! Simply the PhD candidate producer. Black's up, Black. She's out there enjoying her family as well. And ladies and gentlemen, the First Amendment.
2: So in English, that means this is a rebroadcast of her (laughs) very first show back in February
0: of this year. And props and love out to Mr. Lynn Webb, who you're going to hear in the show as our board man. And he's also the voice of our disclaimer. With that peace love and happy responsibilities and know your rights and we'll see you we'll see you in the one three tuesday february the 1st 2000 strike that january the (laughs) 1st 2013 peace good night happy holidays
1: what's up what's up this black the broke poet check me out every tuesday night 8 p.m. sharp, for the people, law and plain language. You know how we do. Cheer.
3: The information presented on for the people is provided as general legal information. The general legal information is intended to inform consumers is not intended to substitute for specific legal advice as it relates to the listener's specific legal issue. Consumers are cautioned not to rely on the general legal information broadcast on For the People as legal advice. No attorney-client relationship is created, intended, or implied between the consumers of For the People and Deborah Rainey Esquire, the compassionate lawyer, or the law office of Deborah D. Rainey. Please consult with an attorney for your specific legal issue.
1: We the people, says the Constitution, created for creating solutions. However, we the people lack the understanding. Legal terms and conditions sound written on another planet. Our rights we take for granted, often signing away our chances, because we don't really know the circumstances. I swear I can't stand it. Then we're so demanding, quick to throw up a picket sign in the streets to exercise our freedom of speech. When this situation could have been avoided from the start, if we the people conquer basic knowledge of the law. So this is for the people. Law in plain language, breaking it down for us in layman terms. They have expressed a compassion and will for us to learn, not for a check, but to address how to win in these streets. This show is for you. This show is for me. It's for the people.
3: Yes, yes. And with that, we are here, ladies and gentlemen, with For the People, featuring Deborah Rainey, the compassionate lawyer, Renee, the producer, and my name is Len on the boards. Without any further ado, we turn the show over to the compassionate lawyer, Deborah Rainey.
0: What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? This is Deborah Rainey. Thanks for listening to the first, the inaugural edition of For the People For the People is a program for you and about you by me, and my intent here is to break the law down for you in plain language, in language that we all can understand and get a better understanding of what our rights are. The format for the show is going to pretty much be determined by your calls, your texts, and information that you send to us, and if you don't send me nothing... Then I get to go on a rampage and say what the hell I want to say.
3: Oh, shoot. So that's telling (laughs) you, if you're listening out
0: there and you got some legal questions, send them in. Lynn, how can they hit us up?
3: They can hit us up live at 215-609-4301, or you can reach us on the AOL Yahoo instant message, all one word, at G-Town Radio. I thought you wanted to start off the show with a tribute to one of your favorite singers. My next
0: thing I wanted to do, for those of you listening, Whitney Houston was an inspiration in my life. I grew up with listening to her music in the 80s when I was in the military. Okay. And I would like to take a moment to acknowledge her greatness and give her a moment of silence for her passing.
3: All right. Well, let's do that. Let's give a moment of silence for Whitney Houston here on For The People.
0: Whitney Houston, rest in peace. And let me say one thing to all you naysayers out there, you folks in the media putting her down. F you, leave her to, alone. She's dead. Give her some peace. Bobby Christina, the rest of the Houston family, God bless.
3: Oh, well, that was nice.
0: Our first show today, we're going to be talking a little bit about freedom of speech. My producer, Renee, has this anal way about her. And she likes to <laughs> give me little cards and shit about stuff that I'm supposed to Is say. That and by, the why, by the way, by the way, y'all, <laughs> there's no FCC here. So if I want to say shit... Piss, I can, but I'm going to keep it clean as I can. So, today's show is a sort of conglomeration of what our rights are as it pertains to freedom of speech. Okay. Now, I was trying to figure out a way to contain all this within one umbrella, but you know what the hell with it. Uh Uh-oh. One of the main reasons we wanted to talk about free speech, for those of you that don't know and you haven't been to my website yet, I'm an attorney, a real one, for real, for real. If you want my attorney number, call the station. I'll give it to you. Oh. Pennsylvania assigns attorney numbers to people. I am a real lawyer. I swear to God. I am a criminal lawyer by, by specialty, but I'm a general practitioner. Okay. And within my criminal realm, I get so tired of folks calling me and not knowing what the hell's going on. From their rights, what they can do when police stop them to when they're in the court, what they're supposed to know, what their lawyers are supposed to tell them, what the judges can and can't do and the like. So today's show is going to encompass some of that and some of other stuff. And if folks don't call, text, or whatever, then I'm going to keep on talking. And y'all might want to call because I'm going to start reading the Constitution in a minute. Oh, snap. We don't want uh, that to happen,
3: ladies that. and gentlemen. So <laughs> feel free to give us a call, two two one five six zero nine four three zero one, or you can reach us on the... E- AOL, Yahoo, instant message, all one word at G Town Radio. Let's take a pause for the calls first. Let people get revved up, get their questions ready, and we'll hit you with some more of For the People right here on G Town Radio. GTownRadio.com, the sound from Germantown. There's no was Whitney Houston, ladies and gentlemen, with Run To You, one of the favorites of Deborah Rainey, of her idol, Whitney Houston. When you
0: hear that song, what do you you think of uh, when you hear that particular song by Whitney? All that song does for me is demonstrate and illustrate Whitney's vocal brilliance, just her control her passion, just everything about Whitney. That song, I think, embodies her talent. It really does. Yeah. So, people out there listening, please run to us. And, and Lynn, <laughs> how can they run to us? <laughs> run
3: to us uh, via <laughs> 215-609-4301. You can have yourself heard right here live on air on G-Town Radio. You can also reach us on AOL, Yahoo, Instant Message, or one word at G-Town Radio. And if you have questions for Deborah Rainey and for whatever real, I don't like the sound of my voice on the radio. So, you can just Text her a question. Text it to 215-435-4099. That's 215-435-4099. Text your questions to Deborah Rainey right here live on air as we talk about the First Amendment.
0: Thank you for hanging out with us tonight for this brief hour in our inaugural show. This show today is supposed to be about and on freedom of speech. There's not going to be any sort of order. It's going to be all random and all over the place because, as my producer said, she likes me flailing and doesn't like me to write (laughs) stuff down because she says I talk like a white girl with a stick up my ass. (laughs) Anybody that knows me out there, you know that's far from true. So what are we talking about with respect to freedom of speech? What does that mean to you, Lynn, freedom of speech? What does that mean to you? Well, the freedom of speech means that I have
3: the right to pretty much say what I want when I want within reason.
0: And why did you add the within reason? Because part? I
3: cannot shout fire
0: in a crowded movie theater. And you learned that from the last show we did, huh? When we did the practice we show. When our <laughs> practice show, yes. That's where I learned that. And Lynn is absolutely right. Ding, 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 ding. You get a star. And where is that found, the freedom of speech, Lynn? Oh, uh, all right, all right. Which amendment? Uh, There's 10 of them.
3: It, it was found, it's found in one of the amendments. There you go. I know this much. And I'm judging that because the show is about the First Amendment, I will go out on a limb <laughs> and say that it is on the First Amendment. You are so there smart
0: you and you are so right. The freedom of speech is truly important. And it's more important in a criminal context. And why is that? Because once you get caught up in the criminal system, your freedom of speech is gone. You have none. Yeah. And by the by, people out there that can hear my voice, if you have loved ones in jail, I don't care if they're in Pennsylvania jails, New Jersey jails, somewhere in Bumsuck, Alabama. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, please understand, those lines are being recorded. And what's happening now in our neck of the woods in Philadelphia, the district attorney is starting to use those calls in trials. Really? I say that to say your freedom of speech is gone when you're in jail. In other words, when you're using the phone and calling your loved ones, don't say shit about your case. That's right. In Spanish, English, Russian, or otherwise, because they are being recorded. I say it again. Those of you out there that are talking to your loved ones now, collect calls or whatever. Do not ask them about their case because that shit's going to come back and bite them in the butt. So your freedom of speech in certain instances is limited and curtailed, particularly when you're in jail. Unless your loved one is your lawyer. <laughs> because if your loved one they is your lawyer. They record those too. They record them, but they can't use them against sure, you, right? no, they can't, but they can use those to get other information. Oh, really? right. How am I going to know? I'm not going to know whether they record it or not. And they have to let me know if I'm your lawyer, if they're going to use it by providing it to me. And by that time, it's too late. I've already got my defense together. Right. And then I have to go off some other tangent because my client lied to me and didn't tell me the truth. You other freedom of speech guys, don't lie to your lawyer, please. Criminal, civil, whatever, don't lie to your lawyer. Your lawyer's like your priest, they need to know everything.
2: But doesn't it matter that they eventually tell you in court or, or that you find out at the bar of the court that they lied to you?
0: No, because <laughs> when that happens, unless you're a brilliant trickster like me, then you are hard pressed to figure out where to go. Okay. Having done this for as long as I have and having started out as a puppet defender, yeah, I said it, I was a PD. We learn all the tricks of the trade. And those are how do I pull something out of my ass at the bar of the court when i found out something my client should have told me but didn't so anyway having said that let's go on a pd trip for one second those of you out there that have a public defender please stop disrespecting your public defender they really are real lawyers i swear to god they take the tests that the private lawyers do they try as many cases probably more cases than the private lawyers do your lawyer private or public defender is only going to be as good as you make them y'all hear that out there Your lawyer's only going to be as good as you make them. Now, mom, dad, uncle, sister, brother, your baby boy gets arrested. Please don't tell him to tell the truth. We're going to stick to the freedom of speech, but freedom of speech within reasons, as Lynn said, within limitations. Okay. Your baby boy gets arrested, and you say, you better tell that man what happened. You better tell that man the truth. The truth ain't got shit to do with it. When it comes to the criminal law, at the end of the day, it's not whether you did it. It's what the state can prove. And they're not going to be able to prove much if you don't open your mouth and don't say shit.
2: So are they telling the police the whole truth or they're
0: telling the lawyer the whole truth? You're telling your lawyer the whole truth. You ain't telling the police nothing. You're going to exercise your right to shut the hell up. Where's that found, Lynn? Where's that amendment that says you have a right to shut the hell up and remain silent? I saw it. on. It's after the fourth.
3: the The Fifth Amendment. There we
0: go. And it says I have a right to do what? Shut the hell up. I have a right to remain silent. I can tell the police. I ain't got to talk to you. Leave me alone. And that's the Fifth Amendment. And Renee's not going to let me read it right now, but I will before the show's over. I promise. (laughs) Anybody that really cares about the text of of the amendments in the Constitution, just put Constitution in your browser and it'll pop up. The first ten amendments are the most important.
2: And we will have that information on our our website so that way she doesn't have to sit here and read this folder that's in front of her because
0: we're going to hide it. By the by, I'm probably one of the few cool hip dreadlock wearing militant sisters that loves the constitution as much as i do okay and because of my producer and because lynn's sitting right here looking at my face i'm not reading the shit to you but i'm gonna find a way to read it in there because that's my thing. i, I love mind. the constitution and i think that folks who are minorities should really get into it and understand what it's about yeah because it gives you a better sense that really really things are not supposed to be as bad as they are and they could be worse but now, i want to just go back to what you
3: said You're saying you you said that people shouldn't tell the truth or say anything to the police when they are arrested.
0: What I'm and and please don't misunderstand me. I'm not telling you to go around and lie in your regular life. What I'm saying to you is if you find yourself in a situation where you've been accused of or someone you love has been accused of a crime. Mm-hmm. And this is only within the context of criminal law, y'all. Don't go out there doing other stuff and say Miss Deborah said or the pet's compassionate lawyer said within a criminal context, within a more Define context of being questioned By the police Okay, You don't have to tell on yourself The fifth amendment says you don't have to Right mm-hmm. Some people are brought up that you have to tell the truth The truth doesn't have shit to do With the criminal investigation I'm so sorry Okay, Because guess what You tell the truth that you did something The police aren't going to have pity on you And say oh you told the truth you're free to go No You just gave them what they need to close that case By arresting your ass Okay. so at the end of the day, you want to hold that truth for one entity and one entity only. And that's your lawyer. So but let me just and I just want to get clarification. Are you speaking of
3: particularly when you are arrested by the police or when you are stopped by the police?
0: Good question. Let's let's distinguish between the two. I'm speaking particularly in that instance where the police say, come in, we want to take ask questions of you. Okay. Or come in, we heard that so-and-so booking them said you saw something, you did something, or whatever. If you're not sure what to say, don't say anything. Okay. If you're brought in and they say we're arresting you for A, B, C, D, and E, you most certainly don't want to say anything. A lot of times what happens in Philadelphia County, guys will be brought in and the police will say things like this. Look, just tell us the truth, tell us what happened, and it'll be okay. We'll make sure you get out of this. And, and, and beyond that, they'll say, sign this. People ain't going to read it and they sign it and they end up giving a statement, confessing to every goddamn thing that happened in their case and every other similar case throughout the city.
2: So let's give them some language that they can use. What kind of language someone calls and says, come down to the police station or you're down there and they're asking you questions. What's the language that they want to use so that they're being respectful?
0: Deborah Randy, the compassionate lawyer, said, I don't have to say shit. I have a right to shut the hell up. And for, for those of y'all out there with a little bit of education, you can say, I would choose or I prefer not to come there unless you intend to arrest me. And if you intend to arrest me, I need to get my lawyer involved. It's your choice, listeners. Please call you and they want to take a statement from you. My advice to you as a person, first, a lawyer, second, is to not say a damn thing. Okay. Call a lawyer and preferably a lawyer with some criminal experience or who does criminal law. Not like those lawyers you see on Law & Order that do wills and estates and shit, and they're sitting in there while their client's being questioned by the police and letting everything out. Or that Penn State coach who's on TV saying, I like to take showers with kids with his lawyer sitting right there. What the hell is that? You guys saw that, right? Yeah, I did those of y'all out there, put in that guy's name. What's his name? Help! Quick, quick. Jerry, uh, J- Jerry Sandusky. Jerry Sandusky. For those of you that don't know, Penn State assistant coach accused of pedophilic activity with youngsters who are part of a nonprofit that he ran. And he gave numerous public statements on TV, radio. Anybody would listen with his lawyer sitting right there. And he said, I like to take showers with kids. Okay. Now, if that doesn't tell you that you should shut the hell up, I'm not sure what will.
2: So I should get a lawyer from Maryland, um, Pittsburgh, somewhere in Pennsylvania.
0: You should go to my website, contact me. And I'll turn you on to a qualified lawyer. But, ladies and gentlemen, as Renee is alluding to, you want to make sure the lawyer that you have is versed in the laws of your state where you are. How about okay. the county? In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, we have Philly. And the rest of it is Alabama, as we say. Between <laughs> Philadelphia and Pittsburgh is Alabama. And those of you that live around here, you get that. Anyone out there that's offended by that comment, get over it. The bottom line is Philadelphia is a is the biggest city in the state of Pennsylvania. So we have our own special way of doing things in our criminal we court. Special. All the other counties do things a little bit different. But in Philadelphia County, we actually do trials. We go to trial. The other counties, they're so awful in the way they enforce their laws that everyone pleads guilty.
2: And I mean and the one thing that I want to add here is that if you're ever curious as to is there really a difference Take a ride downtown to the Criminal Justice Center. In, in, Philadelphia, co- in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania,
0: 1301 Filbert Street. Call me, hell. I'll let you know when I'm on trial. You can come watch me.
2: Watch that and then ride out to one of the counties and sit in their courtroom, gas station. First time I went
0: to Chester for a preliminary hearing, which those of you not don't, don't know, it's sort of like an indictment, but in lieu of having a grand jury, you have one judge. It's a, it's a show cause hearing. Mm-hmm. First appearance, first instance, things in other states, they call it like that. I went out there, and I swear to God, I was looking for Opie and them. And, and and Andy, I walked out there, and they told me that the constables had to bring in my client. I said, what the fuck is a constable? <laughs> it's a police <laughs> officer. No, they're not. They're fake police officers. They, they ain't got no, no rights right to do anything. They just transport people back and forth. Oh, really? But hmm. the courthouse was small. The judge's secretary was also the, the bail person taking the bail money. She was also the fucking subpoena giver. I mean, it was outrageous. And I was just like, "Am I still in Pennsylvania?" <laughs> no, you accepted to. An I'm not putting of Andy down Christmas. anybody out there in the out counties. I'm not putting you down. It's just a hell of a different world than it is in Philadelphia. And the lawyers from those counties that come to Philly will tell you that. I, I mean, been. Philly's so different. We're giving a continuing legal education class to lawyers who are going to come to Philly and practice. That's how different we are. Wow. So we talked about freedom of speech. Lynn told us it's found in the First Amendment. I told you that when you have an involvement contact with the police to remember that you have a right to be quiet and exercise that right. What I'm not telling you and I'm not saying do not cooperate with the police. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying to you, if you have any reason to believe or suspect that they're looking at you as a doer in something, that's when you want to protect yourself. If they're looking at you in any way that leads you to think that they think you're a part of all this or a part of what's going on. That's when you have to be smart and say, oh, shit, wait a minute. Hold up. Okay. Okay. And you have no, and there's nothing wrong with saying to the police, excuse me for a second, but um, are y'all looking at me for this? Right. Right. And if they look at you and say, oh, no, dude, we just got your name. for What are you going to do? See ya. I'm out. They're not going to tell you the truth. Understand, ladies and gentlemen, the police officer's job is to make an arrest. They don't give a damn who did it and who didn't do it. They're not going to sit there and say, oh, you know, tell us the truth and we'll let you go. No, they ain't got time for that. Their job is to make an arrest, let the court sort the rest of it out. Think about that when you have an encounter with them. Now, back to the question that Lynn asked me, is there a difference between your rights when you're arrested by police versus being stopped by the police? Right. First and foremost, legally, there's a, there's a distinction between police officers stopping you and talking to you and when they've really actually arrested you, okay. which we know in reality it's bullshit. If you're in a Philadelphia or any other urban area and you are stopped by two uniformed armed police officers, I don't give a damn what nobody say. You under arrest because they're not going to let you go. Okay. All right. right. If police officers are stopping you, they're stopping you for a reason. They're not stopping you to say, yo, what's up? How you doing? I saw you. No, they want something from you, information from you or something.
3: Okay. And the
0: moment that happens, you have to start thinking about self-preservation. Okay. Preserving yourself and making sure that you know where they're going with all this. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying be scared and run away from police officers. I'm saying be alert and be aware. Okay. This show is about telling you the law in plain language. And what I intend to do as we're talking about these things is to always relate it to reality. We know the law says one thing, but what really happens in real life is totally different most of the time. We'll talk about the difference between real and reality after this break, and that little Lynn's supposed to give us breaks, but I'm tired.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's take a break right here on For the People, G-Town Radio, gtownradio.com, where we continue our little mini salute to the great, late Whitney Houston. We'll be right back. Whitney Houston, ladies and gentlemen, from the Star-Spangled Banner.
0: Tell me that is not a fabulous, wonderful voice. That was there, beautiful. There is none like her now, and nor will there ever be one like her with that voice. My goodness gracious.
3: I know a lot of people, I think because they kind of came out close to around the same time, often compare her to
0: um, uh, Mariah Carey. The comparison I learned was that they both had, there's five octaves you can sing, and they supposedly all five can, those two can hit those five ranges. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. my opinion, I love both singers for different reasons. I think that Whitney is more of a true, She can she can hit those octaves better than Mariah without screaming. Really? And Whitney doesn't make my ears hurt like Mariah does when she hits that high range. Okay. That's in a nutshell.
3: In I think t- to me, to my ear, I think Mariah can maybe touch that range a little easier than Whitney but I think Whitney
0: what differs between them is that Whitney has soul in her singing I agree I agree with that I agree with you in one respect Mariah can hit it touch on it but she can't stay there although Mariah's first song vision of love was all that was all that when she hit that note wow but after that she's gone downhill though well, yeah, it's her trying to trying to not sure who she is, what her race is, all that nonsense. Anyway, we digress. Thank you for listening to For the People. <laughs> Just we're talking bit. about freedom of speech. And listen, guys, there is no rhyme or reason to what we're discussing here. And as I said in the beginning of the show, if you don't call in, text, in, or do whatever to get your questions on the air, or get your comments on the air, you're going to leave me no choice but to talk about what the hell I want to talk about. And we don't want that happening. And some of y'all going to be scared if you hear me go off on my little tangent. Yes, because so, we, you know. Well,
2: there's, there is something, actually, I want to go back to that you said a little while ago. You were talking about Philadelphia Public Defenders, the PDs. I'm originally from Philadelphia, and I know most people in Philadelphia think that a PD is an intern. Kind of like, you know, you go to medical school and you're an intern or a fellow or something. Let
0: me allay all of those suspicions out there for listeners that are listening to me within the Philadelphia area. Public defenders are attorneys. Trust and believe they are attorneys. Every attorney has to go to law school for three years. Every attorney has to study their ass off and take the bar, which, in my opinion, has no fucking bearing on being a lawyer whatsoever. It's just a way for the state to take your goddamn money. Okay, all right. And and PDs get licenses like the regular lawyers. The difference is PDs choose to work their ass off for no money and represent broke asses. Very little money. That's the bottom line. I was a public defender for five years and enjoyed the hell out of the job. Mm -hmm. What made me decide to break off and open my own practice was I got tired of hearing about my people paying all this money to these private lawyers and, and still getting screwed over, or ending up doing the same thing that the public defender's been telling them for two years now to do? Right. And having been a public defender, I got tired of private lawyers coming up to me asking me how to try your case, nigga. I ain't getting paid for it. Fuck, I'm telling you for it. Right. I could do that. Let me go. And then I, I had a temper tantrum because they wouldn't let me in the homicide unit. That's a story for another day. But
2: but I remember distinctly as a PD, private lawyers continuously asking you how. And not only that, some of the judges saying, Ms. Rainey, can you tell so-and-so how to try the case? Can you tell them how to try the case? A private lawyer and you're getting paid the three cents, maybe the two and a half cents that the PD's office pays.
0: So those of you out there that have public defenders, give them a break. Give them a chance. And I'm going to say this. There are good public defenders out there and there are bad public defenders. Mm-hmm. Just like there's good private lawyers and there's bad private lawyers. Those of you all in my listening voice, whether you're in Pennsylvania or anywhere else, You know someone who's had a bad experience with a lawyer. They paid them a shitload of money to do nothing. Right. So the lawyer, and as I said in the beginning of the show, your lawyer is going to be as good as you make your lawyer. And it doesn't make sense for you to stand there, pay this person, and not have any clue what's going on. I get phone calls all the time. My son's at the preliminary hearing stage. He hasn't had a visit by his lawyer. Can you tell me what's going on? Uh, No, because I don't know your son and I don't know your case. Right. But hold on, let me look it up because, you know, I'm a sucker. I'll look this shit up and say, okay, here's what I see. But the bottom line is if you're paying a lawyer, you shouldn't have to call me and ask me what's going on. Now, the flip side of that, and I'm going to be honest here now, oftentimes my clients don't hear from me all the time. Okay. My clients in custody will get letters from me periodically, Christmas cards and shit, little letters for me to check in and say, okay, here's what I'm doing. Here's what's up. How are you? My investigators will go up and talk to them, take statements and the like, but they're not going to hear from me every week because, right. first of all, I'm too busy for that.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Second of all, you hired me because you know I got skills. Let me do what I do. I'm not speaking of that. I'm not saying don't be upset when your lawyer is not calling you and, 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 and come up to see you every week because, first and foremost, we're too busy for that. Right. If we don't reach out to you more than four times in three months, yeah, be pissed off at the end of the day. What I'm saying is, don't be that person who's paid that lawyer a shitload of money and you have no idea what's going on. Don't be that lawyer who, who you paid your lawyer 15 grand for a trial. You go to trial that day and your lawyer says, oh, if you don't take this plea, you're going to go to jail for 100 years. And you take a plea and you have no idea what the hell happened. Then you come to me or someone else and say, oh, I, I want to withdraw my plea because I didn't know what's going on. It's too late. Er, can't do it. Right. So in other words, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to keep saying this throughout this show and every other show. Your lawyer is only as good as you make your lawyer. Those of you out there in our listening voice, hit us up because I'm going to start talking about the Constitution in a minute. Hit us up, 215-609-4301, or you can reach us on
3: AOL, Yahoo, Instant Message, all one word at G-Town Radio. You can also text your messages, text your questions to Deborah Rainey, the Compassionate Lawyer, at
0: 215-435-4099. check this out. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or of the right of the people to peaceably to assemble and petition the government for redress of grievances. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the sum and substance of the First Amendment. It says you have a right to freedom of speech, a right to your own choice in religion. You have a right to assemble. And believe it or not, speech does not just include voices and talking. Exactly. Art can be Mm -hmm.
3: Freedom of speech Or or, or.
0: Assembling together Can be freedom And the reason I'm going here I'm trying to do a little segue And I sucked at it And I apologize Into that mob That flash mob shit Mm -hmm. These kids getting together Reaching out to each other On Facebook That's an expression Of their right To free speech Am I right? True So What I couldn't understand And those that don't know Philadelphia had this issue Like a lot of Other urban areas With this flash mob A bunch of kids Would get together either through Twitter, Facebook, text message. Oh, hold on. We got a caller. Hello, caller. You're live on air. Who's this?
3: Hello, caller. Hello. Hello.
5: Hello. Yes, who's this? Hi, this is
0: Sheree. Sheree? Hi, Sheree. How you doing?
5: Fine,
0: I'm well, thank you. You are our first caller. How can we help you? I
5: have a question. Um, We spoke about... Um, became a lawyer, and if he or she is
0: not the everything your your the do me a course. favor, sweetie. So if you have your um radio on or the internet, yeah, do you the have the your internet on? on. Can you turn, turn that down, down a little bit? If turn if that volume hear.
3: down because we're having tr- trouble hearing you. Okay, hold on.
5: Okay,
0: can you hear me? Yes, we can. We can
3: hear you you. a little better. Okay, now repeat your question.
5: Okay, the question was, you just spoke about um, lawyers who you represent, um, that you hire to represent you, but maybe not fulfill their obligations um, in the capacity of, you know, um, like you said, not so much always calling you, but keeping your breath giving
3: you the
0: right information
5: about your case. Um, you
0: have lawyers who take your money and they don't do nothing
5: for you. Right. What are your recourses in a situation like that? What if my... I wanted to hire you
3: but I already detained So, So you're talking about someone that's attained a lawyer and the lawyer is not really uh, doing their due diligence and keeping you abreast on what's going on. Hasn't been really communicative. Uh, You don't have a good sense, a good good feeling that this lawyer has a grasp of your... um, of your case uh what do you do in or, that or
5: or the lawyer may have given you poor advice as oh, okay. okay all right how to proceed with your case but then you want to you know say i want to hire uh, miss Rainey. what are my recourses already paid this person you know my money in full how do i you know get my money back and hire someone else or okay. are you just shut out of luck
0: I got you, Sheree. Thank you for your question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you two ty- types of answers. The first answer is in a criminal context, particularly, you've already paid this lawyer. The first thing I always say to fuck when they come to hire me after they paid somebody else, mm-hmm. call that lawyer. Get in that lawyer's face and say, what the hell have you been doing for my money? Right. That lawyer doesn't give you satisfaction. Your next step is to let that lawyer know, either orally or in writing, dude, you fire. Go about getting another lawyer first and then worry about getting whatever money you're entitled to back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In Pennsylvania, you have a number of ways to challenge what an attorney's done for you. There is the Supreme Court's disciplinary, disciplinary board or disciplinary committee of the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. They're the ones that direct how lawyers are supposed to act and interact with their clients. They have something called a fee dispute committee, and I'm in the middle of a fee dispute right now, and we'll talk about that later on. But what that does, is it allows you to say to all that are listening, I gave this lawyer money, the lawyer didn't do shit for me. Or in the instance that I'm fighting, I got the case thrown out, so the client thinks they shouldn't have to pay me my full fee. What the hell is that? Anyway, well, I digress. <laughs> you can file your fee petition asking to challenge that lawyer in what he he or she charged you. Or you can just file a straight-out complaint against that lawyer. Okay. And let me be, be honest with you, Sheree. I will not right away suggest for anyone to file a complaint against a fellow lawyer. That's just homicide. That's suicide. That's stupid. Right. What I will say to you is I'll direct you to first contact that lawyer and be upfront with them. And hound them and hound them. Secondly, if you get no satisfaction, send the lawyer a letter in writing. I formally fire you. Here's the reasons why I paid you this month. Please send me my money back within a reasonable amount of time or I will take the next, next step. And what I usually suggest to my clients is let the lawyer know, hey, I know a little something, something about the disciplinary board and the fee committee. So, in other words, dude, if you don't do what I need you to do, I'm going to mess you up a little bit. Right. Believe you me, when you tell a lawyer you're going to go to the disciplinary board or the fee committee, trust and believe they're going to respond to you. Right. Unless they're like me and they're arrogant, and they know they earned their money. They ain't gonna do shit, and I'm just being straight up honest with you. So, having answered your question, I hope let me let me add this to it. No one should hire a lawyer and give their money up without knowing what that lawyer's doing. That's the bottom line. You should never go to court with a lawyer and not know what that lawyer's doing. But let me qualify that, guys. Remember, when you hire the lawyer, the client is the person who has the issue, not the family. Right. And it doesn't matter if the family's paying the fee. The client is the person with the issue. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you got lawyers like me that get really, really, really busy. And I'll reach out to the client, but not always to the family. And then I get these little nasty, letters: "Bitch, You ain't called me. blah, 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 blah. And depending on my mood and where I'm at, whether my hormones are raging or not. I'm going to respond one of two ways. One, you ain't my my client, blah blah, 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 That's right. Or I'm so sorry. Here's what's going on, but here's where your case is at. Right. So understand a lawyer's obligation is to that client, not to the person who paid the fee. If you out there and you have the same issues you has, your lawyer's not doing what they're supposed to do. Call that lawyer up and say, you know what, I heard on for the people that I have certain rights and that you need to call me back and tell me what the hell's going on with my case or I'm going to find out how I can make a complaint against you and I'm serious. If you let your lawyer know you're dissatisfied, the honest lawyers, the ones that really care, will respond to you. There you go. They really will respond to you. Sheree, thanks for your question. Did I answer your question? Yes, you did. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good night. see that's how easy it is y'all this is for you and i keep telling y'all you don't call in and hit me up i'm gonna start talking about the constitution let me and i'm gonna read the fifth amendment in a minute go ahead look
3: let me uh ask just following up on Cherie's question um when you do contact that lawyer about what they have been doing for you right shouldn't they um shouldn't they give you some type of a written accounting of what they have done showing where your money is is it has been spent. Oh, she's taking off the jacket. <laughs> oh, man. I done stepped in it now, ladies and gentlemen. She takes she rolling
0: up the sleeves Woo! and some beautiful red, some red sleeves sicky, getting rolled sicky, up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here we go, y'all. I'm going to say this to you. In my practice, for my criminal clients particularly, I do a flat, straight fee. Okay. All right. There is an unspoken sort of policy in Philadelphia County with respect to criminal cases that you don't do hourly fees. You do a flat fee. I mean, the idea is so all of us can eat. All of us can eat. We can all, there's enough money out there. So my thought process and my policies are I have a flat fee for a rape case versus a drug case. Mm -hmm. A mandatory drug case versus a simple possession of weed case, right? I know how long it's going to take me to get that case ready to be able to go to trial. I know what sort of pretrial motions I need to prep and the like. Mm -hmm. I know, for example, at the preliminary hearing, what things I can and can't get, what to look for, how to get bail or and the like. So my structure is that there's one fee for prelim and one for trial. Gotcha. I'm not going to give you an hourly accounting of what I'm doing. What I am going to do when you hire me, though, you're going to get your most intensive contact with me when you're hiring me. Because I'm going to let you know everything that can possibly happen in your case. Okay. And as the case progresses, you're going to get more information from me. But it may be in the form of my investigator. It may be in the form of my paralegal or a letter from me until it's time for you and I to get busy and get ready for trial. Gotcha. All right? Other lawyers may do things differently. You may hear from them one time. And that's the time that they hire you. The The, the point I'm trying to make here, ladies and gentlemen, is that as long as you understand what your Risks are, for lack of better terminology, and what's going to happen in your case as it progresses, then that should be sufficient for you. But if you're ever wanting for questions about what's going on, then you have to step on your lawyer and say, yo, what the hell is going on? Now, that's different than, say, a personal injury case.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Personal injury cases take years to settle. Sometimes two years, sometimes five years. You're less likely to have constant contact with your lawyer in a personal injury case. For real, for real. You might hear from that lawyer three or four times on that entire process. And when you do, hopefully that lawyer will send you a letter. Here's what's happening. We've gone to this stage of settlement and then like, blah, 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 blah. In an attorney-client relationship, ladies and gentlemen, especially in the criminal arena, there are certain things that are totally within the client's purview. What does that mean? The client can decide these things and these things only, whether or not to go to trial, whether or not that client will testify, whether or not certain witnesses that that client wants to call, and whether or not that client will take a plea. Okay. Everything else in that attorney-client relationship that relates to that case is within the purview of the lawyer. I have a lot of my clients who are jailhouse lawyers, shall we say. And some of them got some phenomenal research skills, but they like to reach out to me and say, you're not doing your job because you ain't doing A, B, C, D, and E. And I say to them, why don't you let me do that? Because I'm the bitch that's $100,000 in debt, not you. The bottom line is knowing where the line is and what your responsibility is with your lawyer, knowing that out front, up front, is going to help you make sure you have an enjoyable experience with that lawyer. And and if I haven't said this to y'all, Please, 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 please do not engage a lawyer without a fee agreement. Something in writing. If you got a lawyer and you want to hire that lawyer and that lawyer says, oh, shake my hand, you can trust me, you better run. Because at the end of the day, how are you going to prove you paid him?
3: All right. I heard that. Do
0: not, do not, do not, do not hire a lawyer who won't give you a fee agreement. And the lawyers listening, you heard me say it, you mad, get over it. All right. say you make the rest
3: of us look bad. Let's take one more uh, break, and then we will be back to uh, close out for the people right here on G-Town Radio, gtownradio.com, where we are the sound from Germantown.
4: Yeah, call the Lord is come. Let her receive her keys. Prepare
3: Whitney Houston, ladies and gentlemen. Can I
1: get an amen? <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs> Joy to the world off of the uh, Preacher's Wife uh, soundtrack, Whitney Houston. I, you know, a lot of people hype up about, um, you know, uh, waiting to exhale and everything. I don't know. To me, I think Preacher's Wife may be, may be her best movie.
0: I think Bodyguard demonstrates Everybody loves acting bodyguard. ability. But I think the funnest movie that people really connected with Whitney is Waiting to Exhale. Because it's a a chick movie right? What the the white people say, it's a chick movie It's for the sisters But Preacher's Wife was cute, it really was cute Yeah,
3: it was was cute It was a cute movie Um, We're back here ladies and gentlemen with the final minutes Of For the People Here on G-Town Radio With gtownradio.com If you're liking what you're hearing and hey, you want to hear more You want to tell people about it and say, oh y'all missed a great show Last night on G-Town Radio No they didn't All they have to go on uh wednesday morning is to for the com. the show will be up there available for your listening and streaming and downloading pleasure and soon it will be made available also through itunes so um
0: you there will be plenty of Debra Rainey to and get rid of guys remember listen up check it out call in do what you got to did to get your question on the air So tonight in our inaugural show, we talked about loosely the freedom of speech and what that meant. And I sort of ran towards the criminal arena and I warned y'all about the jailhouse phones. Shut the hell up. Don't ask about the case. I told you to make sure that when you encounter the popo, the police, be aware of your right to remain silent and please do so. Mommy, daddy, grandma, nana. All y'all taking care of children out there, please don't get caught up in telling your kids to tell the truth. In a criminal in the truth ain't got shit to do with it. No offense. All right? You have a right to remain silent. Please do so. We also talked about the First Amendment and what Congress can and can't do. But Renee told me I'm not allowed to read it anymore because it's boring.
2: Yeah, we had that wonderful moment when you read one of those amendments or something to us. It was lovely. Lovely. I enjoyed
0: it, and Lynn enjoyed it, too, because he gave me the thumbs up. I liked it. The bottom line, this show is for you, everybody. All of you out there have an issue, and it's not just going to be criminal. You got family law issues, tenant, landlord tenant, you got housing authority, you got PHA, equal opportunity, you got personal injury. Whatever you got, whatever questions you have, you can call in, contact this show, and get, that, get the information you need for your issue. Always remember, and Len's going to give you the official disclaimer, I ain't your lawyer. All right, so you can't go out there and say, my lawyer, Ms. Dabbsad, because I'm going to call you a liar to your face. What I'm trying to do is break the law down for you so you know what your rights are and you can take it in and understand it in a way that makes sense. There you go. You know what? um,
3: We got a a special feature that we do here. Well, that we will be doing here (laughs) uh, for the people. And that's called Dumb Laws, taken straight from www.dumblaws.com. Tonight's Dumb Law is from uh, Georgia. Oh, color me surprised.
0: (laughs) It probably says you can still call black people nigger, right?
3: No, no, no. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Uh, According to the uh, dumblaws.com in Roswell, Georgia, the flooring of adult bookstores and video stores must be non-absorbent and smooth (laughs) texture.
0: Can we imagine what that requirement is for? Well,
2: you know, we're going... If, if we do the food and wine in May, my friend
3: lives gonna in Roswell.
0: We're going to drive to Roswell, and we're going to see for ourselves. <laughs> and and my if friend the adult bookstores have that smooth, what's the, what is it, Glenn? Smooth floor what?
3: They, they must The uh, flooring of adult bookstores and video stores must be non-absorbent and smooth textured. They don't
0: want that sperm smell going There you on go. The that's what that's about. Oh hmm. <laughs>
3: Mm, I mother- like this though. I like the smell of <laughs> semen in the morning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I bet you that's why those laws are still on the books, but probably just not used that yeah. often. Oh my God. But I want to
2: know how it made it just pass the policy of one store to a law.
0: Because you had all them conservative folk down south that. The women got tired of their husbands being up in the bookstore beating off so all the little movies and books and, 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 you know, the peep shows and whatnot. So they What's this to find you treading into the house? <laughs> little reasons and laws to, to keep those stores closed. Y'all know how it is down there. Wipe your shoes, cleaners. <coughs> That's <laughs> the craziest shit I've ever heard. Wow. So tune in next for the next show to see what the next crazy law is. If you're interested in what the topic will be for next week, please check us out. You can go uh, to uh, www.com. Deborah Rainey Law.com,
3: or you can uh, check us out on GTownRadio.com. You can also go to forthepeople.potomatic.com, where you will see this show up there for your listening pleasure. Um, this is Len, so for Renee and for Deborah Rainey, the compassionate lawyer. Hey, we you got feedback. Make sure you email us at For The People at Deborah Deborah That's where you can get in touch with um, Deborah. For The People, DeborahRainyLaw.com. This has been fun. We are out. See ya. Good night. The information presented on For The People is provided as general legal information. The general legal information is intended to inform consumers is not intended to substitute for specific legal advice as it relates to the listener's specific legal issue. Consumers are cautioned not to rely on the general legal information broadcast on For the People as legal advice. No attorney-client relationship is created, intended, or implied between the consumers of For the People and Deborah Rainey Esquire, the compassionate lawyer, or the law office of Deborah D. Rainey please consult with an attorney for your specific legal issue
1: we the people says the constitution created for creating solutions however we the people lack the understanding legal terms and conditions sound written on another planet our rights we take for granted often signing away our chances because we don't really know the circumstances i swear i can't stand it then we're so demanding, quick to throw up a picket sign in the streets to exercise our freedom of speech. When this situation could have been avoided from the start, if we the people conquer basic knowledge of the law. So this is for the people. Law in plain language, breaking it down for us in layman terms. They have expressed a compassion and will for us to learn, not for a check, but to address how to win in these streets. This show is for you. This show is for me. It's for the people.